Hello, everyone. This is Lisa Freitas. And I'm Katie Saad, and welcome to another episode of 90 Day Disasters, a 90 Day Fiance Recap Podcast. We are two moms, lawyers, and reality TV junkies here to break down for you the fire in a trash can that is TLC's 90 Day Fiance. All right, everyone, grab your K-1 visas and let's get started. Oh, and because we are lawyers, we need to cover our butts. So please listen to the disclaimer at the end of the episode. Okay, and welcome to another episode of 90 Day Disasters. We um, are on season six, episode eight. No. Episode nine. Oh, are we on episode? Yes. Yeah, because there was this weird thing. And, you know, we've had this oh. issue where you have it on, like, the actual TV. And I'm, like, yeah. recording it for my parents. And so, I mean, not really, but I watch it on the app. So right, right. I don't get access to everything. And I think there was some kind of weird. And they did this with this season of um, Before the 90 oh, Days, too, where there's some, like, weird episode or maybe There episode. was. There was yeah. an episode about, like, all the biggest blowouts so far. So I think technically this is episode nine. Okay. that's, like, what it says on the app. All right. And it was um, aired on the 9th, which was Sunday. No Way Out. No Way Out. Okay. So we pick up where we left off last week with Leda and Eric. And Leda is now my least favorite person ever. This is a rough, rough cut She is a horrible person. And I don't think it's just the editing. Because you can't, it's not like they're splicing her sentences. Like the things that come out of her mouth are so vile and awful. She's just an awful person. Yeah, but my question, because this whole thing with her and Eric is so weird and odd and not right in some way. Yeah. You have to ask yourself if she's not acting or if there isn't something going on. Yeah, so my question is, is she sort of acting? Like, this whole thing smells so fishy, in other words, that I don't trust a word that comes out of anyone's mouth. Except I, maybe Tasha. I don't think she's in on it. <laughs> if it is some kind of game. Yeah. <laughs> Poor thing. I actually think that Leda is in the United States for the sole purpose of pursuing this medical degree. She because essentially says that. She says yeah. that, but her dad also is very vested in her being able to pursue her medical career here, he asked Eric when he was here if mm-hmm. he would support her mm-hmm. in pursuing that. So I feel like this is like a, it could be like a, a family thing, like a status thing. Like her she dad's needs a to doctor. pursue it. Yeah, there's something about her needing to pursue this that I think is what's making her stay there. Oh, I completely agree. She essentially admits it, and we'll get into that in a yeah, little okay. bit. Yeah, okay. So then one, one thing she says, just sort of off the jump in this segment, is that he, Eric told her, you know, before she ever came over here, mm-hmm. who knows how long ago, that, quote, we would pick and choose bills sometimes. Or maybe Eric says that he told her that or whatever. But if that's true, then this sort of claim that she's making that she was somehow misled, mm-hmm. I think, is not particularly kosher. Because if you're in a situation where you're living so paycheck to paycheck that you need to, like, not pay certain bills mm-hmm. when they arrive or... Maybe, you know, you let the electricity go for a little bit or whatever the case may be. Like, the implication is that he is really strapped. Right. So if she knew he was strapped coming into this country, then she really doesn't have the right to be making these claims now that he lied to her. Yeah. Oh, absolutely not. And, you know, he's talking... So she lost me on that one, in other oh, words. She, well, she lost me at the, like... Yeah, she never know, really had she, me. She never really had me, and then she's really <laughs> lost me on the whole focus on child support, and that she wants him to basically... Um, relinquish his parental rights. Yeah, it's like so weird. it's so ridiculous. And so she's, you know, Eric's telling her, "Hi, in America, family is what matters. Like it's it's important. You know, family is important." Like that's a cultural difference. I mean, isn't that true everywhere? Like literally everywhere in the world, that family is at yeah. least important, if not the number one priority. And Leda's like, "Well, then I don't want to get married." And this is what I call a missed opportunity, Eric. You should have just let her go. <laughs> Literally, like, literally, why 100%. do you keep trying to keep her? She is not worth it. Literally, he said to her, do you want me to lose my parental rights and just put a th- $1,000 a month that I'm paying in child support in your pocket every month? She was like, yes. Yeah. That is exactly what I want. Yeah. And that really, and he does kind of lose his temper a little bit with her at that point. He gets upset. But he is such like a, you know, a duck on the surface of the water. You mm-hmm. know, you don't know whether those little feet are flapping you know, underneath the surface or not, or if he's just sort of... He really wants to believe that she loves him, but I don't know, like, I feel like 
when you're thinking about, I know this is like, I'm talking about a normal relationship, but you know, when you think that you're going to marry somebody or when you've already gotten to the stage where you're engaged, I feel like you shouldn't be hoping that the person loves you by that point. She says you should know that the person loves you. You should be comfortable. Like that shouldn't be the issue. I think he did believe that though. I think that they probably had a much smoother sailing situation until she actually landed here. Well, yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Boom. And it blew everything out. And I have this as sort of like a quote and I don't want to say it's a direct quote because I can't write that quickly, but something like this. She says, I don't want to be unhappy. I'm forcing myself to be with you so I can stay in the country mm-hmm. and have my medical career. Right. She and does I just say wrote, that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, and he's what? still and he's like, I want to believe that she's here for me. Okay, she basically admitted that she's not. Not only that she's not, but that she liked him to essentially lose his child over it. Oh, absolutely. A hundred percent. What kind of a trade is your actual child for a woman who's using you for a green card? Yeah, and I am he's right. Like it's super fucked up to demand that somebody give up their parental rights for you and your child. Yeah, and her child. And her child. What about her? his dad? Yeah, I mean, something that I'm finding in my real life, as well as on the show, especially lately, is that the areas where people are most flawed is also the areas where they're most hypocritical, where, yeah. like, they're projecting, essentially. And I know this is kind of trite, but I, I've really started seeing it in my, like, day-to-day recently, just as a coincidence, and I keep thinking, wow, this is something that this person feels so strongly about, but they are absolutely contradicting themselves in terms of the way they actually live their own lives. Oh, totally. And that's clearly what's happening here. And the other thing about her that's a, that's a trope is she is the quintessential evil stepmother. And I've never seen that, yeah. like, in real life. You know, I always thought of it as, you know, just the sort of storybook trope that it is. But yeah. maybe it's a thing that if you're a really selfish person... You just cannot bring yourself to care at all about the children that you've taken on in marriage. I think, you know, it's really hard to be as a stepmother. That's why I mentioned it. It is very hard to be a stepmother because your role is not clearly defined, right? Mm -hmm. Because you want to be a parent to that child, but you're not actually they have another mother and they have a mother be animosity right there can be the situation i happen to have like the most amazing stepson in oh the God. world he's, he is so laid back and he's so perfect and so sweet and so wonderful yes. that you know he he doesn't ever we've never gotten into like an argument he's or very respectful or, and he's very respectful he's very sweet so it's it's a little but even with that it's still really hard to know my place you yes. know and it's really hard I mean, I love him dearly, but it's also, I've noticed, and this is just, it could be partly just me and how I am, but it's so much easier to be affectionate with my two daughters Mm -hmm. than it is to be with my stepson. He's also way older, though. Yeah, but even as a child, like, I don't believe I, I did hug, I for sure have hugged him, and I hug him when I don't see him for a while, but, like, I remember when he was little, I would never, like, grab him and kiss him. Mm-hmm. where I do that with my girls all the time and they're always sitting on my lap and he was never you know what I mean I, I feel like I and I probably put a little bit of a wall up because if you didn't want to overstep exactly yeah. I mean it's it's just a weird thing to handle but I would never Lena has the opposite problem yeah and I you would never I mean? try to I feel like I bend my bend over backwards to make sure like when we moved into this house I was like the girls need to share a room Aiden obviously needs his own room mm. He needs his own space. That's nice. You know, so I feel like I am very, um, I'm, I almost overcompensate by making sure that he knows he has a, a room in our home. It's our home is his home. He doesn't have to ask to go get food in the refrigerator. Like this, he doesn't have to ask for snacks. Like this is his house. You know, I want him to feel comfortable. But I don't understand the idea of being such a horrible person. I mean, this... This speaks volumes. Like if he, if she is demanding that he gives up his parental rights to his own biological children, what's that say about how he's going to treat Alessandro? It's like she wants him to just magically lose his other children and become yeah. the father solely to a child that isn't actually even his. It's so bizarre. Like I just think it's so crazy. Like for me, part of what I loved about my husband before we got married was what a great father he was mm-hmm. and his relationship with his son and how sweet and kind and just how wonderful he was with them. I thought, Oh my God, that he's such a, he's such a great dad. Yes. You know? Yes. And I, so 
the, the thought that having somebody relinquish their parental rights would somehow make them much more attractive to you. I like, think that so I think that for Leda though, she has been like hopelessly, hopelessly spoiled. Oh, for and sure. That's really what it is. She's is a that, spoiled, selfish bitch. If you get taught from you know, infancy mm-hmm. that your needs are more important than other people's needs, then what are you going to think? Right. I know. know She's horrible. I say peace out. Kick her to the curb. She is going to be miserable for her entire life. Like, I feel very sorry for her. Mm -hmm. She doesn't understand the way the world actually works. You know, it's really interesting. She's such, she's such a bullshitter too, because she, like, she, like, as soon as Eric says, you want me to give up my parental? Like he's like, that's fucked up to demand that or whatever. Yeah, he says it's inhuman. And then he's like, I'm out. And he gets out and he takes off his mic. He breaks the fourth wall. And he totally breaks the fourth wall. And he says, I'm done. You see in her face, oh shit, I went too far. I guess, yeah. I guess it was all like a calculated. Like you she know, pushes, and pushes, and pushes and pushes and pushes. She feels like, she, she says it later, she's the boss. She thinks she has 100% control over him. She has a lot of control over she him. She does, and she knows that. Yeah. And so she tries to use it by saying, okay, fine, then I'll threaten to leave, and then he'll come crawling back. But when he finally was like, oh, fuck that, I'm out, she starts to, like, backpedal. Yeah, and it's interesting, because when we see them next, like, there's clearly been so much stuff that's happened in the mm-hmm. interim, and you got to wonder what, it, what happened, mm-hmm. essentially. All right, so now we go to Colty and Larissa. Dress shopping with Debbie. With Debbie and Leah. Leah comes and joins them. This is something interesting. I got the impression from her, at least in this segment, that Colt kind of wasn't that honest with her about the money situation, or she's lying to us now, because she sort of says, oh, he told me that when I came here, I could kind of have anything I wanted. Oh, for sure. And I have to wonder, I I doubt that that's completely fabricated. No, I think it's probably true, because, like, they're talking on, first of all, she's probably, uh, no, I'm sorry. She is absolutely the most beautiful person that's ever been interested in him. Of course. And so he is Except like. Except for Debbie, who used to be a dish. <laughs> right. R.I.P. So he, he is super, like, obsessed with the idea of Larissa, right? Because he doesn't and, know her yet. She hasn't moved here. And she was manipulating him, I think, from afar. And she sort of alluded to that before. Um, so he probably didn't understand how much of sort of a monster she was. Oh, no. And, and so he was making promises that he didn't think he was really going to have to keep to the extent that she would hold him to now. Well, he probably thought she's, like, poor yeah. from this, like, shitty town. So promising her everything was isn't like, promising much. Yeah, I'm promising yeah. you can have Great share point. my room in a condo with my mom. Um, so should we get into the divine awkwardness of her telling Debbie with like great rancor that Colt wanted her to wear a slutty wedding dress? (laughs) She was just like tormenting her. Sexy, sexy. No, she said slutty. And she's so, but the budget is a thousand dollars for the wedding dress, which, which I have to tell you my wedding dress story. Okay. If you don't mind. No, 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 please. I got married. I don't know. A few years ago now. I don't even remember. And, well, but like way before when I got engaged, we were going to be, right after we got engaged, we were going to be living in Alaska for a year. Mm-hmm. And then we were going to get married right when we got back. Mm-hmm. And so my mom, who was local to where we were getting married, was, was going to plan the entire wedding. So she did. She planned the entire wedding because I wasn't here. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't do anything. And of course, like you'd think that the dress would not be part of that equation because like obviously that's like the one thing that I kind of need to be there for and so we were planning that ultimately like we would go shopping together at some point whatever but we weren't even really thinking about it when we went shopping one day at Macy's right before I was going to go to Alaska Uh my mom was looking for an an evening gown to go on a cruise I believe Mm -hmm. and I was just like leafing through like the super super ultra clearance rack as is my want right and I found this, or maybe my mom came over and she found this like floor length white dress. Uh-huh. And she was like, you're getting married soon. You should try this on. You need to like get used to what you look like in a long white dress, something like that. Yeah. I'm like, okay, whatever. So she's going to try on all this shit anyway. I'm going to be bored. So I go in the dressing room with her and I try on this white dress and it fits perfectly. Wow. It is like a sweetheart neckline. I'll show you a picture yeah. soon. You haven't seen my wedding pictures, but like like a proper kind of boned corset style. I don't know who the fuck was going to wear this dress right. outside of a wedding. It was like clearly a wedding dress that wasn't supposed to be a wedding dress. It had a lace overlay. It had like a nipped in waist and a little peplum and like a pencil straight yeah. long skirt. And it literally fit me like a glove. You want to know how much it costs, Lisa? How much? And this is the point. $48. <gasps> because wow. it, was on, it was like a $250 dress. 
it was 50% off, then it was like another something percent off, and then my mom had a fucking coupon. (laughs) (laughs) So I got my wedding dress for $48 off of the clearance rack at Macy's in Union Square, San Francisco, when I wasn't even looking for a wedding dress. That's awesome. Eat that, Larissa. See, and that's better than my wedding dress. My wedding dress, I didn't want... Yours was beautiful. I've totally seen a picture. But it was J. Crew, $100. Mm. I didn't want a big... Oh my God, we're like wedding dress twins. I know. I I didn't want a big... My sister... But yours looks so much like a wedding dress. Yeah, my sister went through like the whole... She went like bridal store. Like bridal shop. Yeah, and got like a huge like wedding dress. I didn't want that. I wanted something a little bit more... um, I wanted something ca- more simple because I wasn't getting married in a church. We were getting married at a winery. We were doing, I just, you're a chill person. I'm less conventional. And I wanted just a simple, like a, just a very simple dress. So mm-hmm. I went to J. Crew. I tried on a bunch of like just simple, they have a wedding collection. And this was like the, oh. the simplest. No wonder it dress. looks like a wedding dress. Yeah, it looks like a wedding dress because it, there was nothing on it. And then I bought a sash. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I got, bought a brooch. That oh, they sewed on the sash to like give it a little bit of um, flair. Yeah. Um, but that was it. So it was like a hundred bucks. And my mom was like, "Are you really? You want the?" And I'm like, "Yeah." That's what I, my mom said. And so and she was like, her. "I wasn't serious." Yeah. I'm like, "No, but I like it's Whatever. fine." And it who was, wants to go through some like look at the wedding dress shopping we have seen just on the season of the show? Fucking Fernanda's crying her eyes out. Freaking what's her name? Kalani is probably I'm, never even gonna get married. She's like I know. crying about that while she's trying on her wedding dress. Meanwhile, Larissa's like prancing in front of her mother in law and the like other thing see through stuff. For me specifically, I had just had a baby. Mm. I got married after Olivia was That's born. That's a killer, man. So I, I was already not my best. And so the thought of like prancing around these huge dresses, which are always sized like they're size, size large, aren't they? Because they? are, then so, they like clip them onto you with these scary like electrical things. What's ridiculous things. is like you have to order like a size fourteen if you're a size like eight. Because they have to, yeah. they have to. Um, but so tailor you, it. But you feel huge, right? Because you're like, oh my god, I my never dress even is went. I never even. Well, did no. It. I can't but yeah. Even. So anyway, I just didn't want to go through that whole drama because like my sister was like a size six when she got married, and her dress was like a twelve. No, of course, because that's how wedding dresses work. Yeah, but it makes you feel like, oh my God. So anyway, I was like, I don't want to, I don't need that right now. So that's the other reason. Apparently Larissa does need it and she needs Debbie to be there. She, she, she and Colt have this terrible habit of like keeping poor people around them, like hostage to their weird dynamics. You know, now she's like roped Debbie and the cousin's wife into this like incredibly awkward scene where not only is she trying to get a wedding dress that she is terming slutty. That because that's what Colt would want, but it's also way out of budget. So she's like subjecting these women and the poor shopkeepers. Yeah, I know. To God. this like awkward ass money conversation, and I'm sorry, but like twenty four hundred dollars, it's not worth is it. Not a little bit out of the range of a thousand dollars. It's one over. thing if it's eleven hundred dollars. Right. It's twelve hundred dollars. Okay, maybe you know, mm-hmm. depending on their financial situation. Debbie is literally saying, "Your green card costs a thousand dollars. If you want to go this far outside of your budget, you are essentially." Eating your own green card. Mm-hmm. You are wearing Put your it green off. card. Well, and that's, which is so sketchy. Debbie is throwing major shade. She's, she's super like, Give me showing six major. Months to get rid of you, please. She is totally throwing shade. But the thing is that, like, a thousand dollars is, I think, a pretty decent budget for a wedding dress. But I understand that there are wedding dresses that are far more expensive. It's the wedding industrial. But complex, the thing man. that I don't like about this show in particular is nobody has any research, like. Do some yeah. fucking Why? research. Yes. When they showed up at that store, I was like, this is not Not going to be $1,000 or less. Go to the rack at Macy's like the rest of us. Or go somewhere where, like, do a little bit of research to see what the range of, or tell the dress shop owner or the person this that's helping my you, range. my budget is 1000 on the high end. Yeah, but then that's when I feel like it's all staged, too. Yeah, like, it's I get frustrated so with my fiance because... You know, Bravo, I think pretty much everything is also staged and there's like call times and all that stuff, but it's so much better hidden versus this kind of thing. I'm like, ugh. they like made them go to this store that wasn't going to have a single dress even remotely. Right. Well, in that's the like the, to with like the furniture too. Conversation, the furniture too. It just looks like so Colt stupid. And, um, Colton, Colton Eric. And Eric. I know. It was just dumb. I can't afford fucking um, Scandinavian furniture. I know. Which isn't to say much. I don't have like a ton of money, but I, you know, I would never ever go into one of those stores. Let me put it that way. No. Ever. IKEA is my jam. <laughs> it's my happy place. It's it's where I belong. It's my lane. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. 
And they just don't know where their lane. They Larissa needs to stay in her lane, and she's having trouble defining what that lane is. I agree. Um, okay. And Debbie's coming into her lane. She thinks. Yeah, totally. Which Debbie's not. And this is my final point about this segment. She makes this like whole point that Debbie's controlling the money. Debbie's not controlling the money. No. Colt is controlling the money. Colt is absolutely controlling the money. View. And Debbie is just supporting Colt. Debbie's supporting Colt. She's like, he's not going to be cool with this. He doesn't have enough money for this. And and Larissa's taking that as Debbie. Because Debbie it. knows the finance. She knows the budget. She knows the finances. She knows what she puts into the house every month. She knows what she's paying. So That's I right. think that like... And they share, yeah, they share the account. They share. <laughs> they, so they she knows what's cards. coming in. <laughs> she knows what's coming in and what's going out. So she knows what the money is. I mean, she was even surprised when she said he told her she had a $1,000 budget. She's like, oh, wow. That's okay. Yeah. I mean, it is a lot. So to pick a dress that's $2,400, come on. But I have to say, it was a gorgeous dress. It looked great on her. Well, anything's going to look great on her, though. She has a yeah. great figure. It just was beautiful. Anyway, okay, now we go to John and Fernanda. This was the cutest scene I have ever seen on this, I think, entire show. Oh, my God. Fernanda for the win. I love her. She's like she's like the perfect... She's like an angel on earth. She's beautiful. She's so, she's so wonderful. And you know what I kept thinking about when I was watching this scene? Is Cece watching this scene later. Yeah. Like, after it's aired. Like, we all are. Yeah. Watching this thing that she wasn't privy to. Seeing how earnestly and effectively... This future daughter-in-law of hers yeah. is working on getting her son to come back into the fold of the family. Right after she sees the scene with Larissa and Debbie. Yeah, fair enough. And then you got the beautiful contrast you know what I mean? the juxtaposition. Like, Larissa could give a shit about her future mother-in-law. She and could. She just is... wants her to be shipped off to some <laughs> raisin ranch. They change her twice a day. <laughs> if they're if she's lucky. It's that. And, but Fernanda is here, like, begging him to repair his relationship with his mother because she wants a relationship with his mother too. Literally, and family it's the is so she's the perfect daughter. She's perfect daughter-in-law, and she really was effective too. Because I think a lot of, I mean, personally, I kind of expected John to kind of brush her aside. I have always felt that he was sort of in control of that situation, and he mm-hmm. he was really um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, utilizing the her her vulnerabilities, the mm-hmm. fact that she's so young and that she's in this country, anything. exploiting. That was the word I was looking for. Thank you. And um, here, he really, he really engages with her on this. Yeah. And he totally tears up. He acknowledges there's a problem. He acknowledges that this is the solution. He's grateful for her support. Like, this, to me, gave me hope for their whole marriage. Because I was like, if totally. they can deal with these kinds of very serious issues mm-hmm. together in this effective way, then they are, you know, they're on the right track. Yeah. And, you know... Fernanda's mom is totally right, and I've always I've always said this and heard this myself, is how he treats his mom is how he how will treat you. treat you. My I've, mom always said that, My too. mom always said that, and it's so 100% true story. And here, it's interesting, because John, it seems to me that what happened here is John sort of threw his mom to the side once he found Fernanda, that he'd mm-hmm. been this, like, lifelong bachelor, mm-hmm. and he sort of only had a relationship with his mom as far as like meaningful relationships with women are concerned and then as soon as he finds another meaningful relationship with Mm -hmm. a woman he can actually have sex with it's like he like throws mom off the boat and Fernanda's here saying you can't do that because Fernanda must know on some level that it's something better comes along when she's god forbid 30 Mm -hmm. and there's still plenty of 19 year olds walking around that she's probably concerned if she doesn't kind of beat it out of him now that he's just gonna toss her aside Mm mm-hmm no, she's amazing. I Fernanda I for president. love her. I love her. I love her. I love her. Um, I was I literally wrote here. I was like, I want to marry her. <laughs> Look, I heart her. I heart her. <laughs> and I I decided she feels that like Mary Poppins to me. She's replaced Kalani as my favorite. Oh, she's easily easily my favorite. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think when we were talking about Kalani being favorites, it was more like as the couple. Yeah, not, but not anymore. I like this couple, though. Oh, I love them now. I like them. I um, think she's got them under her thumb, thank God. Sorry, no. Um, okay, so now we go to Jay and Ashley at the in the racist capital of the you know, of this show, this Mechanicsburg or Mechanicsville. Mechanicsville, I think. Yeah. Um, their family and friends are dropping out of the wedding, so they're, they're canceling it and eloping to Vegas, which is really interesting because this is literally the third wedding that she's canceled. I know. And, you know, they're installing these security cameras because they've gotten all these threats. And so they go meet with her two um, 
bridesmaids, Brandy and Destiny. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to not. I wonder if Mechanicsville has a strip club. <laughs> 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 just put that out there. <laughs> uh, I'm guessing maybe yes. Um, so the big she has big news for them. And what's totally funny is they bring a bottle of wine for the for the women to share and they yeah. bring them a slushie. She gets the slushie. And I think it was like a used slushie. <laughs> I think she had started, it was like half drained. Yeah. It was an afterthought. So she tells them that she's canceling the wedding and they're going to Vegas to elope because they're really scared of the threats. And I mean, the bridesmaids are disappointed, but they understand. And they see that this isn't one of those situations where she's like being a runaway bride. No, I think she's they like, were they nice know she's it. legit getting married. Yeah. She just is afraid. And, that's really a bummer. These fucking ignorant racists have to like ruin. Maybe it's for the best, you know, she's going to have this like intimate moment with him. Whereas before I think that it seemed to me that she was getting married in part because of the kind of momentum that builds. And then she like, you know, ditched at the last second Mm -hmm. because you have all this stuff planned and all these people are coming. And here instead, she doesn't have any of that pressure. No, she's just going to be marrying this guy because she wants to marry him. Yeah. Well, I guess there's the pressure of the K-1 visa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the 90-day pressure. All right, then we have Kehlani and Azuelo. And actually, you know... It's I guess a, in theory this was a sweet scene, but, like, it paled in comparison to the Fernandez. Oh, God, for sure. I mean, obviously they have poor communication. She makes him cry She again. makes a revelation, which is so stupid, that things are different now that we're not on vacation. Yeah, she, she acts like, and I think this is a, one of the cruxes of their issues, is that she blames him for the fact that things are different. She thinks he is different than he was in Samoa. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, dude, it's exactly what you just said. You were on vacation. Yeah. You had vac- just had a baby. He was meeting the baby for the first time. All these, like, magic, it was magic time. Yeah. And now you're just, like, in Utah, in your parents' house, raising the baby. You know? And I, I understand that it was sweet, and he, like, you know, cried and everything, but, like, Again, like I can't with the tears. Well, this seems to be a love language issue. This, well, for sure you know, for them, five like love languages. Yeah, yeah, and he is definitely like physical. a physical love language person, and she's not. And so she has to learn that cuddling for him is like showing love, and that she needs to be more accepting of that. But that's just them making a step, and and it was definitely no, a I step know. in terms of their communication. What they didn't handle at all in this discussion is the no. underlying issue. Right. Which is that essentially she doesn't trust him with the baby, I guess. Yeah, it's really weird. And I also think that, like, I mean, the other thing is, I don't know. I just had an issue with him crying all the time. I feel like he almost is, like, this, like, immature child that, like, like he just reminds me of my kids. Like, anytime my two-year-old doesn't get what she wants, she cries. Yeah. Or anytime she thinks I'm mad at her, she cries. And it brings you around. And it brings you around. You're like, okay, I'm not mad. Don't be mad at me, and mommy. And that's what happened you know? here. I and mean, it Kalani feels like that's of, what he does. I mean, I, I don't think it was manipulative in the sense that I don't think he was doing it on purpose. But I think that the result was that it manipulated her. Into right. kind of letting go of and the real she, issue. She thought it was sweet, which is good for them, I guess. So now, now she's decided, I want to marry him. And in this conversation, she takes some responsibility, basically, right. for the first time. For the issues that She's like, having. okay, now I want to marry him. I roll. Yeah, that was annoying. That was too fast of a flip. Okay, Stephen and Olga oh, need God. to just, like, brush past Okay, I literally can't handle it. So this is, the whole thing I got out of this is, so it is actually very easy to get a citizen, U.S. citizenship. For the baby. For the baby, which I thought was odd because the baby was born was in Russia. Born here, yeah. But it is easy. I looked it up. Good for you. <laughs> I did some research. research. Let me see where I wrote it down. Still, it, nobody listened to us. We also still don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, we don't know what we're talking about, but I did Google it. <laughs> yeah, it's like and, really those people who are good at Googling. Yeah. It is Section 309A of the Immigration and Nationality Act. And it says that if it has like three different tiers and one of the tiers is like if you're in wedlock but the baby's born abroad and you're both US citizens they have all these different scenarios mm, yeah. one of the scenarios is if you are the biological father and you are a US citizen but your child is born abroad to another woman but you're not married and she's not a and US she's citizen. not a US citizen you can get that child US citizenship if before, at the time of the birth, you were a U.S. citizen. The father yeah, was the a U.S. Father. citizen. 
And if the, for a five year, up to five years before the child was born, you were living in the U.S., uh-huh. which is which is him, true. Yeah. Um, you also have to um, sign a commitment that you are going to be financially responsible for that child okay. till he's eighteen. So that's the real issue that the government is having, not so much that the kid be right. You have to, but... you can't just bring a kid here and then not take care of it. Yeah. So that's going to be hard for him. Yeah, he doesn't but, have that kind of. Money. But I don't know that how he can prove that he'll do that. I don't know that he has to. He could just, it could just be an affidavit where he's just yeah. swearing to do it. Yeah, that's know. true. I so I don't know. It seems to be very easy, and it, it and when I look, I didn't believe that it was that easy. But then when I looked at it, I'm like, oh wow. But I'm not sure how much of an impact that's going to have on him. Because he's now thinking, I don't really need Olga. <laughs> well, because the reason he's thinking about sort of ditching her is because the K-1 is sort of indefinitely delayed. Because as we now know, there are plenty of political issues going on right. between the United States and Russia. And he is suggesting now that because her K-1 is delayed for God knows how long, that he wants to bring the baby to the U.S. without Olga. I wanted to punch him in the kidney about this. So now this is going to, this is, this is interesting. He says, quote, his Richie's citizenship is what's most important, which is so fucking hypocritical. And this was my point earlier. Given what he's been saying to her constantly about her priorities mm-hmm. and the fact that she keeps putting the baby over him, the second there seems to be an issue with her visa, he's like, oh, I don't even, I literally don't even need you. Mm-hmm. All that matters to me, you were like the, the easy bake oven. And now I have my baby and I'm bringing it back to Ocean City. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I absolutely cannot with this guy. No. She needs to just... She needs to not agree to get the kid's citizenship. I don't know if she has a choice Well, she can, about that. Hmm. As long as he also had Russian citizenship, I don't know. I mean, I think he I automatically does. Yeah, I don't know either. I just think it's but just... I imagine she can prevent him from taking the baby out of the country. Yeah, and I don't know that... The, out of Russia. I don't I know mean, that Russia is part of the Hague Convention. I'm pretty sure I it's not. I have no not. clue. <laughs> but even if it was, like... Think well, about if it. it was, then there'd be a juris- there would be an international court that could adjudicate whether this U.S. citizen baby could be taken by the father. Like for a hundred percent time. I don't know. You would have to show that, like, there'd have the, to be the, a reason for that, right? Well, the problem I think would be: can she show that she can financially take care of the child, or can mm-hmm. he show that? I mean, he at least has his grandparents that can maybe. I guess it's always best interest of the child. In I, don't America, I don't know. I don't know what the Hague Convention's uh, uh, standard of review is. I'm just gonna go out on a limb here with absolutely no basis for it and say that if Olga doesn't want him to take that baby out of the country, he probably can't. I hope so. That is like my I, hope. That is my, my hope, and I hope that she doesn't, but I have a feeling. I would be like, perfect. I, this is how I can get rid of you. I literally can't come to your country. Yeah. So I'm Neither is my here, baby. You can't stay here, so mm-hmm. peace out. Because he's doing such a great job of taking care of that kid. Yeah, all he does is bitch about the kid taking up too much and of her time. And yell at her to breastfeed him. And, and then just stop breastfeeding him. And yell at her to not, that she's not thanking him enough. Like, I can't. Anyway, okay, we're done with them. We have to be done. Okay, Colt and Larissa. They're having a barbecue. Sweet yo. <laughs> They're having a barbecue at the house with Colt's cousin John and his family. This was Ugly. This was hilarious though. Before they got there, Colt and Debbie are like prepping, getting all the food ready. Yeah, just sitting on so her phone. She's on her phone in the couch. I'm like, oh my god. So they bring John in, and John has gone from like bad to worse. Yeah, and the thing has. that I find hilarious is that he only has. He always wears the hat and the shirt promoting his business. His business. He, he, I think he, he has a, screen time. He has like an AC business. HVAC. HVAC. Oh, but think. the thing is. Why would you promote it and then act like a total douchebag? Well, because I think that's the only way he was ever going to get any more screen time than like that initial right. scene. So now he has all the screen time and he's, I think, creating bad publicity for himself. Like, Although, do you really care if your HVAC guy is nice to his cousin's Brazilian wife? No, but do you really care about giving money and giving business to this guy? I don't know. I think a lot of people would agree with him because she is kind of appearing to be heinous. Yeah, but know? he isn't. He's not really on the wrong side. He's just he's acting not, like a He's douche. just acting like a horrible. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. And he's he, very you can, rude, if nothing else. He's extremely rude, and he wants to, he's picking a fight. Oh, and she's uh-huh. totally engaging. With, with his, like, toddler right there. <laughs> and he asleep. just. It's like, let her sleep. And then Jeez. they are, 
they, okay, so he, they're very extreme in their positions. Like, John is like, I can't believe you're throwing Aunt Debbie on the street. Okay, they're not throwing her on the street. Not. Nobody is throwing her on they the just, street. She, Larissa just doesn't want to live with her anymore. Right. Which is there, a valid there are feeling. many alternatives. She yeah. could go live in a senior center where there's a lot more people her age and she would probably thrive. But of course, he goes to like, they're kicking her to the curb. And he's just an asshole. Now he starts yelling at her and he's saying that. But Larissa, it. She it, doesn't really rise to it, to be honest. Well, she it triggers her. Like he go he outside, she doesn't rise to it. She kind of laughs. Right. Because he says, you're taking advantage. And she's like, how? Yeah, he has no what? money. Yeah. <laughs> I showed up here, there was no couch, yo. You know, and then that bitch is out for his money, period. It's like, what money? Like, what do He's you... pulling out all the stops. He's yeah, I know. Roll, and it's, it's so transparent. And then bitch, like, come on, man. Like, yeah, that's, that's just like in, in front of your children. And this whole time, Colt is just... Silent. I think he's shocked. I don't think he thought that. I don't think he understood his cousin's, you know, the the kind of um, rage. No, not rage, <laughs> but the 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 agenda. Yeah, that you and I at least are purporting to him. I, so yeah. let's assume it's yeah. true. I, I don't think Colt had any understanding. And you see this all the time in reality TV that people's like real lives get completely screwed up yeah. as soon as they are on TV because all their motivations change, all their incentives change. Yeah, no, it's and they true. Act in a way that they would never act if there weren't cameras and. Money involved. And I think this is that situation where Colt just did not expect it. And so he didn't know how to handle it. Yeah. And so he just sat there like, oh, I, I think, think he's he probably approved. thinking. I don't think he approved. I don't think he agreed. With he didn't cousin. agree with Eric, with John, but he also didn't agree with the way that Larissa handled it. I think he was terrified of escalating it even further. Well, and the problem too with, with Larissa when she was outside, the thing that she should have just not done was she was just talking shit about Debbie. She was, yeah. And she should have just kept her mouth shut. Like she, It's hard to do, though. It is hard to do, hard but to like do. when you're he talking... Was straight up attacking her, and she has a point of view. Like The reason that she doesn't want Debbie to live with them is because she perceives Debbie as kind of an aggressor. Right, but I so, think that like it's... But, so I don't know. Gonna, like, she didn't even have to go there, though. She could have just been like, I just don't want to live with my mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... They get crazy. It gets escalated and escalated. Yeah, of course. Escalated. And then he... Which call- is what the guy wanted. Right. So he wanted to show that she's like this crazy one. And then, of course, she's like, you're not coming to my wedding. Yeah. And then my favorite, who is against the queen will die. See, that I thought was her <laughs> picking up the baton. Oh. And saying like, okay, you want to be dramatic to get screen time? Okay. I will be even more dramatic okay. and steal your screen time. Like to me, that literally read as she figured out what he was trying to do mm-hmm. and she wanted to essentially reclaim the stage. Okay. Like, oh, you're trying to get screen time? Well. I hope that's it. because I'm I, the queen of screen time. I didn't know that that. I. That's my. I feel like you're giving her a lot of credit. But I, I, I'm. I'm Who hopeful. would say that? Like in actual anger. That's a ridiculous thing to say. I could see cursing at him. I could see yeah, I screaming. I could see calling names. But something like that. It seems a little bit. Um, it, it seems. A little too much. Pre-planned I yeah, guess. I, yeah. It's a little bit. Of, it was just awkward. And then he's like. In front of all of his children. Fucking bitch. Yeah, that was... Like, come on, dude. These people have, like... Speaking of class, these people have zero class. You know, we all make mistakes around our kids, you know? like Yeah, I... but that is, like, he intentionally went in there and just didn't disregarded his... That he was around. Like, come on. It was very hard to watch. And it was in somebody else's home. Like, you're just... Yeah, no, bad. Uh, anyway, speaking of bad, um, uh, we get to Eric and Leda, and Eric says they slept in different rooms. Where? Probably he slept in the living room. In the blow-up couch. Or okay. on the ground would probably be more comfortable, actually. It just was so weird. I'm like, what? what, what they don't have many rooms. <laughs> um, she is such a selfish bitch. Oh, and then the other thing is, you get the impression later in the episode that Tasha hasn't actually been sleeping there, so maybe he slept in Tasha's room. Yeah, that's true. He might have. On her, like, partially collapsed futon? Did you notice? I mean, the whole, the whole thing is just... I think her futon was, like, broken. Depressing. Um, and Eric is like, I really have to think about this. This is the thing. These people have such a low bar. Like all, Like, all of them have a low bar for what is good enough for them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Colt has a very low bar... Eric has a very low bar. 
Olga, well, Olga's in a kind of desperate Olga's situation. Olga's in a weird situation, yeah. And yeah. Kalani is too a little bit because she's got the baby. Yes. Um, but these people have such low bars set for themselves. They're accepting such blatantly awful behavior. I mean, mm-hmm. if someone tells you, I'm forcing myself to be in this marriage because I want to pursue my medical degree in the United States... What part of that is confusing? You know, I think it's that people say really, really bad stuff that they don't mean in fights all the time. I so think that's true too. But he like, could think, and I think wrongly, that that's what that was, and brush it yeah. aside. But even still, like, I I agree that people do say things in anger that they don't mean. But that's like, I don't know. There's 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 a level to this that is so like deal breaker. I don't understand like how there's something to consider after all of this. It's just so ridiculous. And I think because he's so invested. And 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 financially invested, I might add, because I imagine the visa costs something and he this guy's strapped. So for yeah. him to just lose it and ha- you know how hard it is to write things off, you know, no, your I know. losses to cut your losses. I know. But That's then then of course it all goes back to the child support conversation, which Drives me fucking crazy. But then, weirdly, I think she ultimately got it. I think she ultimately understood that it was compulsory. Well... And that it wasn't, like, a choice he was making. Choosing the child over her or choosing his ex-wife over her in some way, shape, or form. And I'm talking about the next segment. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 I know, I know. But I I felt like there was some kind of a sea change But see, I think for her, it was that she thought... Oh my God, he may actually let me go to Indonesia. Or it was that. And Fair, yeah. I've got to. But regardless, change it, regardless, a sea change yeah. of some sort. But you're right. It that will could happen. Be even more likely than her, like literally accepting something that she's been refusing to accept. And this one, okay, so she is a horrible, awful person. Let her leave. She wants to be number one and she wants him to prove it. Like above his children, you know, above everything. I bet you in some ways her, like, self promotion is attractive to him because I think that when you have a male who's a little bit more beta, like I would suggest he is, mm-hmm. you, he, they are drawn frequently to alpha women. And mm-hmm. I think that a lot of times, I mean, I've seen this in, in people that I know in real life in couples where, mm-hmm. you know, there's the opposite attract thing, but specifically there's like the beta male and the alpha female mm-hmm. who get together. And then the guy just gets driven into the dirt, you know, right. and outsiders looking in are like, why are you taking this shit from this mm-hmm. woman? And I think that for the men, there's some kind of psychological pull mm-hmm. towards a woman like that. And she at least fits that bill. You have to admit she that. She does. But, like, it's all about what will make her happy. And she's coming here to work, too. She's not yeah. saying she was coming here for his money. She just needed to be living comfortably while she pursued, essentially, an even better life, which was right. a life as a doctor in the United States. So I just know. think it's, like, there's no trying to make Eric happy. He will be miserable for the entire time he's married to this woman. I agree with that. And I think he's probably figuring that out. I have to say, I don't think they're going to get married. I think they're all going to get married. Or, or okay, I shouldn't say that. I don't think they'll be together long. I, I should say that. I mean, you know, Danielle and Muhammad got married, but it do you really separate no, know, them yeah, in your yeah. mind? Yeah, that's um, true. You know. Um, so then we have oh, Stephen and Olga. I can't. I know. And they fly to Moscow. This is where they fly to Moscow to go to the the embassy, embassy. to get the citizenship for the little boy. Um, but he clearly, this is where he also clearly doesn't give a shit if Olga comes with them to the no. United States. And then Can you they imagine how like disposable she must feel after she's been through all of this and I she's know. brought this child into the world. And he's probably been making promises up the wazoo the whole time she was pregnant. And now he's like literally trying to steal her baby. Yeah. It seems like. And he meets with her best friend who's very concerned about Olga and cares about her. And Stephen tries to make his case to Anna that Olga doesn't thank him enough. And I'm just like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, you're barking at the wrong tree, sweetheart. Like, what the hell? And and he makes it very clear that he's in Russia for the baby and not Olga. Yeah. But that makes sense. I mean... You know, he's like, well, I don't know that where was, we would be. That wasn't the deal, though. Like, the, no, the I deal, know. it seems, was that they were going to be a couple. No, I know. But you I know? think, you and know. I don't think he's holding off his end of Because she, but she asked a very inflammatory question, right? Like, she's trying to catch him in something, I think, by saying, you know, if the baby wasn't here, would you be here? What would you do? What would you be yeah. doing? But that's a hard question to answer because when you, you have really a summer fling, of course, if you don't have a baby, why would yeah, you? Yeah, I don't think you'd be in Russia pursue right now, it. Like spending your last time. No. Okay. So we're done with them. Um, I wish we were. I know. 
Now we go back to Colt and Larissa. And Larissa comes down. She's still hot. She is hot. They she comes down hot. I know they got like the they got a couch and a love seat and yeah. like a recliner. Very nice. So um she blames Debbie. And Colt she, blames her. And Colt starts blaming her. She's yeah. saying that, you know, Debbie poisoned John and Lee against her. And Colt's like, dude, you are you came off as so rude. And I don't think he should have I don't think that I don't think he approached this correctly. He did not approach it correctly because he, he was said that they both he was sh- saying he was he should ha- instead of saying, Calm down, God, chill out, or you know, he's like, You came off as rude. You're not giving them a reason to like Whereas you. Whereas the cousin was clearly the instigator. Yeah, he was totally the instigator. And she he should have just like focused on getting her calm. I would have been apologizing, honestly, for putting her in that situation. I would have been apologizing and saying, I can't believe he did that in my home. Yeah. I can't believe he disrespected you. But I think he should have just tried to cool her down rather than inflaming her even well, more. Well, he patronized the living shit out of her. Yeah. And he then... Was a, like he was her dad. And this whole time I was laughing because I just saw... I Debbie was just thinking like, Debbie the cat. She is the cat. She's, <laughs> she's like lurking in the kitchen. The I don't believe she slammed the door, no. but then Debbie gets hot. Oh, Debbie gets hot. She is not having she it. She lost her temper for the first time. She's you know? like, I am done. Yeah. And she stormed upset. It she's was so pissed. genuine. It was, it was such genuine indignation. And this is my point with the show is sometimes it's so easy to tell that like there's something like produced about it. Mm-hmm. And then there's moments like these where you're like, no, this is absolutely her very real reaction to just being like in this bad situation mm-hmm. for several weeks now, it seems. Well, and I think that Larissa's trying to actually make it an impossible living situation. So that Debbie is the one who is like, I'm, I'm going to move out. And I think that's why Larissa threatened to call the police. Because Debbie was yeah. nowhere near her. There was no I'm like, well, physical she didn't aggression even, going on. She didn't on. even threaten her. She's old and disabled. And Larissa like jumps out of the blue. To yeah. Like, oh, if you touch me, I'm going to call the police. I'm oh, guessing it was the just irony. Like, yeah, of course. Because then Larissa, <laughs> however many She's been arrested later, like twice. Yeah, for DV or whatever it yeah. is. Um, so I agree with you. I think that probably was a classic moment of her being like, well, you better just get out of this house. Because I'm going to make things so crazy in here. Yeah, and it then... It ain't worth it. They get... So... Colt is still wrong approach, but he's being reasonable about what he's saying. He's not totally off his rocker, but he, and he's very calm and collected as he is. He's kind of a wet blanket. He is. And then she freaks out, as she tends to do. And well, because she's still upset <coughs> from before. Well, and he's blaming her. He's yeah. blaming her, and he's, you know, he's kind of like attacking her mm-hmm. in his very passive-aggressive way. And she throws the ring at him, and she says, fuck you. And then they interview Colt, and Colt is still unsure about what to do. And he puts and the, ping, the ring on his pinky finger like the godfather. And I am just like, leans back. What, what is unclear about this situation to you? I think it's, I think it's obvious. Like, no offense, <sighs> but he's got this like situation that he's never, ever going to have again in terms mm-hmm. of the good stuff. There are plenty yeah. of crazy women out there who are going to yeah, act yeah, crazy. And they're crazy men. Like, people act crazy all the time. But he has this woman who's in this sort of league of her own physically mm-hmm. who he will never touch again, ever. Absolutely. So he has to make this decision in his mind, which I think for a man is a genuinely just difficult decision of like, do I follow my pecker to greener pastures or do I follow my big head and say like, <laughs> okay, obviously this is not going to work out long term, but like in the words of John the Cousin, you got 90 days, will there? Yeah. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> that I think is the, the inner turmoil here. Right. Does he want to put up with her as his wife for a few years, too? Is it worth it? Mm-hmm. Is it that good? You know? Yeah. Uh, he's speaking devil's advocate here. No, but I, and I think that he's trying. He's also thinking, this is probably it for me. Yeah, I mean, he's not. Like, do he, I, he hasn't had How much longer do I want to have sex? That's my, that's exactly For the rest of I, my life. Because <laughs> once she's gone, that's it, Colt Yep. This show is not going to do you any favors. Um, all right, so now we go back to Lady and Eric, and this is where you say, like, she, she kind of comes up. She says, I'm going to let Eric keep paying child support. But I think that the deal, I think they struck a deal here where she said, okay, fine, you can pay child support for your minor daughter, but you have to kick Tasha out. I think oh, that's I think what that's happened. what they did too, yeah. And then he, like, fully agreed with Leda. I'm kicking her out. I think he actually told Tasha to get out. Mm-hmm. And I think that when Tasha came to the house on this occasion, I don't know whether she was actually there to pack mm-hmm. or if she really was just there to, like, 
mess with Leda. Yeah. But I still think that, like, first of all, bitch, you don't have a choice. He has to pay child support. You don't let him. He's not going to relinquish his parental rights. She claims to get it, but she clearly... Fucking ridiculous. She doesn't get it. It's like a chip to her. And, And she says that Eric needs to prove that she's his top priority by kicking Tasha out, which is fucking ridiculous. And they have this huge argument in front of the two little kids. Yeah, so Leda goes after Tasha because her room is a mess, which is the stupidest argument it's and like, reason. Just close the door and close it's not the there door. anymore. And why do you, why do you, like, it's her room, she's an adult, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. just fucking stop. That was, like, the stupidest argument to have with her. But then she goes straight to, like, your room's a mess, you need to move out today, right now. Well, Get out. in Leda's defense, they're at least framing this as a situation where Tasha hasn't paid rent in a while. So Tasha doesn't she have the same... She hasn't paid in, in a month. Because remember, he told us. Yeah, so if it's just like in the middle of the month where she didn't pay on the first, that then Leda has less of a leg to stand on. But Tasha also has less of a leg to stand on having, you know, in the fact that she's behind. Yeah, but she's still on the lease. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Leda's not. And right, and ultimately the lease is being paid, and I think that generally those things have to be worked out between the, the, the co-lessees. It does, and quite frankly, paid. she could probably screw him by telling the landlord that he moved in this child and this other person. Yeah, I wonder if it was allowed. So, um, Leda tells her that she needs to move out, and of course Tasha's like, make me, ha ha ha. And then Leda calls Eric on the phone, and Eric straight up says, like, on speaker, yeah, Tasha, move the fuck out. Basically, and like, and is so cruel to her, and she's clearly hurt that her yeah. dad, like, legit kicked her out. And I feel, I mean, I felt so sorry for her. And then when she's like, no, I'm not going to leave or whatever, Lady's like, okay, I'm going to Indonesia. I'm going to Indonesia. Yeah, please like, do. It's such, like, a, like a stupid, it, this is her, this is what she falls on. Anytime they have a fight, she's going to be like, okay, fine, I'll go to Indonesia. And then Tasha kind of, like, other side of the same coin. She's like, go back to your country, you know, which was not a good look. No, it was not a good look. Um, she says, Tasha says, my dad can't show any affection towards me without Lady getting upset. And he's essentially abandoned her. And I'm, <laughs> I, for one, am shocked by that. I am disgusted by it, actually. I think it's disgusting. I understand that she's an adult. She's not 40. She's like, what, She's 19? Like 19 or something. Yeah. I mean, come on. And, you know, Leda comes in, I'm the boss. Fuck this bitch. Right. Like, what the hell is wrong with you? This is your husband-to-be's 19-year-old child. Like, yeah, but we already know she I know, but it's just so fucked up. She's such a fucking horrible person. I just can't stand her. She's just... Awful. I do think she's digging her own grave here. I think that yeah. Eric is like putting up with this stuff and he's responding in a measured way, but he is keeping track in his mind of everything that's going on. I don't think he's a sentimental enough person that they can just like kind of have makeup sex. God knows I don't want that image, but you know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of a race. Well, like, there's going to be, knows. and there's going to be serious backlash because if you think Tanya's going to be out of the picture, God. You are wrong. Tanya's going to come sees back. That, that episode, oh my oh, god! She even talked. You know, Tasha's going to get on the phone with her immediately and be like, "Mom, woman is a psycho bitch." You know, on the other hand, though, like they appear to have this very amicable divorce, but let's let's pretend for a moment that they don't, and that Tanya could actually use this behavior on Eric's part to like essentially have more. More of a solo parenting situation. And like he could be sort of writing mean, himself out of the girls' lives, and that yeah. might work for Tanya for all we know. And doesn't it doesn't seem that way. No, but I know, know, but what's gonna? But that will have bad consequences because then he will have to pay more child support. Exactly, and yeah. that'll bite them in the ass. And that's I wonder if that's why Leda's like. I mean, I love Janica or whatever her name is. Jenica. Jenica. Yeah. She's like I. Lo- she's great and. Alessandra has a playmate. Like she, all of a sudden, and she's like all. Maybe she's figuring out that twenty minutes ago she was like, "You need to relinquish your parental rights to this poor child," and now she's like, "I'm so glad she's in our life." Well, maybe, just maybe, and of course, I don't know this at all, but it's possible that in Indonesia the situation is sort of flipped. That if you had the 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 less. The less fewer parental rights you have, the less money you have to pay. I mean, I you know, guess that so. could be what happened. That she made some kind of like 
devil's bargain with the father of Alessandro where she was like, I don't want you in his life. I don't want you around. And I understand that that means that you're not going to be responsible financially. It's, I mean, I'm just completely making this up. Yeah, I don't know. But it's possible given her complete inability to understand the system here. She's not an idiot. She has a medical degree in Jakarta. She's not a fucking idiot. Like, there are laws in the United States that are different from laws in Indonesia. You know this. Yeah. You, you know so. this. So why are you being an idiot? Like he said, I, you know, I have to pay it. Like it's not right. an option. Right. But I want to anyway, but it doesn't matter because I don't have it's a choice. Compulsory. Which is why her saying, I let him, I'm going to let him pay child. Honey. It's very misguided. Just stop. Anyway, I don't like her at all. And I feel my heart breaks for Tasha. Like she was so hurt. And this, you could just see it in the whole thing. Even her rants afterwards. She was so upset. She's, I think she was devastated. Yeah. I felt very sorry for her, even though she obviously acted very poorly. She at least acted her own age. Yeah. No, it was awful. It was awful, awful, awful. With, and I mean, Leda's not 20. She's almost 30. And she has a kid. And she has a kid. And she's acting like this? Like, I don't know. It's disgusting. There is one more segment in this episode, which is there Ashley is. and Jay. It's Ashley and Jay, and I only wrote that they were packing for Vegas because it was such a throwaway. Packing way for to Vegas. End it. I oh. did think he was. He said something funny that quote five years ago. I like didn't think I'd get married. Wasn't he like fourteen? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I don't think most fourteen year olds are planning their their wedding in Vegas. This is so funny <laughs> from their Jamaican home. <laughs> but then, so this is so random. So at the very end, this is what happened. All of a sudden, someone's like hammering really at their door. banging on the door. Banging at their, which... And yelling. And Ashley kind of runs out there kind of hot, but I would have been, like, scared given... Given the, the situation. threats and everything I think happened. she knew that her friend was coming over. I guess, but, like, Natalie was, and like... she just didn't expect her to bang on the door like that, but I think she knew she was coming. That's, yeah. that's my, my guess. So it's Natalie, and we will see... So in, do you get the scenes from next week in yeah. the app? Mm-hmm. Okay, so next week... Is going to be a lot more um, dramatic for all of the couples. It looks like mm-hmm. um, we see drama with Kalani and Asuelo, yep. which they were not in this episode at all. They were. Or they were. had like that one scene where they. Like, oh yeah, where they got back together. Okay, yeah, yeah you're right. Um, there's going to be an Ol- Olga. Olga gets. Um, oh my gosh! I totally don't know what I'm trying to say. Olga gets hip to the uh, to Stephen's plan to take Richie you know, without she, her. She seems very cool, comic collected, but I could totally see like that Russian mama bear. Oh thing yeah, happening. she's gonna be like, "Oh the fuck, you think you're gonna take this newborn out of this country without me?" There's actually like a very old, very well known Russian fairy tale, mm. basically about a giant bear um, who's a witch. And it like really reminded me of that story that she, you know, probably has got some steel in her backbone. And I I think he, and I don't think he does. He has all this bluster and he's like this baby man. But I think that if he tries to take Richie away from her. Oh yeah, there's going to be. She's going to go Putin on his ass. She's totally going to go Putin on his ass. And he deserves it. He totally does. Um, And then we see that, so speaking of Tanya, she's going to come and have it out with Leda. Yeah, I don't think I think Tanya is gonna disappoint us though by being like quite civil. I don't think she's gonna get in the dirt. No, I think Leda will roll around in the dirt, but I don't think Tanya is gonna do it. Leda's just an idiot. And then and then apparently there's something with John and Fernanda. Yeah, whatever. That that seemed fake to me. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, well we'll see. See you guys next week. All right, guys, and we're hoping to get um, you know some archive episodes out. Lisa has been super 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 busy with work the last few weeks. Um, and my kids have been sick, both of them, multiple times. So, so we're, we're working on it. We're doing our very best. Please stick with us. And until next time. Legal disclaimer. This is a personal podcast just for fun, solely meant for entertainment purposes. We are lawyers, but we're not giving any legal advice on the podcast. We're not creating any kind of attorney-client relationship in the podcast. And also keep in mind that Anything we say, anything at all, it's just our personal opinions. We have no intention of maligning any individual, group, company, religious or ethnic group, nationality, or anything or anyone else. 
Lisa and Katie have no affiliation with TLC. These are not the opinions of TLC. And finally, anything that we say is not meant to represent anyone other than Lisa Freitas and Katie Saad individually. Finally, please give a, leave us a comment on our Facebook page and give us a five-star rating on whatever podcast service you're using to help us continue to record. Thank you.